Hello and welcome to another episode of One Sporting Way. I am your host, not Riley, here with my other non-Riley host, Remy. How's it going, Remy? What are you <laughs> hey, drinking? Hey, it's me, not Riley number two. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, Riley, uh, unfortunately, is hosting even more guests uh, this week in his amazing beach house, which is not on the beach. Um, so yeah, it's just Dave and I holding down the fort this it's week. It's a it's a beach adjacent house. Yeah, beach adjacent. <laughs> I can't even say that. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, all of our listeners and Dave, I bet your jaws are just going to drop because I have a brand new beer I've never tried before. I can't wait. I see the top of the can and it already looks unfamiliar. I went to the liquor store, the bougie one that's not sketchy, and nice. I was there for 10 minutes and I, this is what I decided on. Um, and you know how like a couple weeks ago we were saying the longer the name, the better it is usually? Yes, the more There's adjectives. Many a word in nice. this title. Um, it is Sierra Nevada Brewing Company's Sunny Little Thing Citrus Wheat Ale. And let's try it. I was looking for a recommendation that we got all the way back from season one. I think his name's Carter, um, the listener yeah. who recommended it. And I still have a picture of it on my phone. And the liquor store is massive and it didn't have the brewing company. So I will be hunting that down. But yeah, this is pretty good. I've been in such a summery mood because the weather's been nicer and it it is it is very citrusy nice that's awesome it's kind of like a screwdriver like it's got some orange oh, vibe interesting but it's beer so it's better yeah that's awesome <laughs> did, you, did you ask how i was doing <laughs> well i i did at the very beginning and then i was trying to remember if you were had kind of covered it so let me just let me just ask again aside from feeling summery how are you doing remy oh how is i'm life? great I am glad that you found a liquor store you like, though, and yes. not only for selfish reasons. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> all the females, I'm giving a shout out to them because like gas station liquor stores, I will never go back. They're just so nasty and uncomfortable. So what is this liquor store you're recommending? I don't know the name. It's just bougie. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Top notch. Um, but anyway, I'm doing really well. I just got back from vacation last week visiting Riley and Robin at the beach. So I won't go into like all the, the fun stuff because I don't want to make Dave sad and Riley's not yeah. even here. So I am pretty sad when other people have a good time. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just really sad about it. But like some exciting stuff coming up. I'm finally going to get back into playing uh, adult league rec soccer. I haven't really played much since COVID started. And then I did go back and play. And then I hurt my knee super bad back in June. And in January was like the time that it start finally stopped hurting. Wow. Like it actually started feeling 100% better back in January. So I feel like now's the time I'm going to get back into it. Volleyball starting up again soon. Dave, how nice. are you? Well, Wait, I'm what's doing the say- What's the saying? We always say, um, how has your life been treating you lately and what alcoholic beverage are you imbibing? That's imbibing. <laughs> that's, that's true because I don't say. know if – has Riley actually had a beer on season two so far? Um, I'm not sure. Riley's like 100% into this bartending double life. He's been having mixed drinks. Was, was episode 22 part of season two? Because he has Palmetto Brewing Company Amber Ale there. Oh, see, I we've already done like so many episodes that they're yeah. all running together for me. So I just go to our Instagram at One Sporting Way Pod, um, just to go find out where we're at. 
That was not a plug, by the way. Yeah, well, it sounded like not a plug. You just put it so nonchalantly. Yeah, but exactly. yes, if you're not, you know, following that, you should be following that. Um, that's also not a plug. It's just actual advice. Yeah, it's just facts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I'm getting FOMO because I haven't opened my beer yet. So I'm just going to open it and then I'm just going to start telling you how my life is going. So Perfect. I've got. Okay, I had to take a drink. It's really, really good. Um, it's you would actually love this if you like peaches. It's called uh, Festina Pesh. Just a second. Had another spill. Um, <laughs> yeah, who would have thought Remy has a brand new beer she's never tried and Dave's the one who spills, not yeah, her. And this was one of those spills that's just right on the crotch, like right on the pants. <laughs> so now I can't go out in public for a good like hour and a half until it dries. Yeah, good thing you're literally pants. home. The bench is thin as far as clean pants. Well, Dave, you really got to go thrifting and get some <laughs> backups here. I I digress. This is a super good beer. Um, Dogfish Head is the brewery, so pretty good. Um, I bought like a variety pack, and this was my favorite one, so I made myself save one for the podcast. But yeah, um, I'm excited to get back into the podcast. I was like so bummed about the loss to Chicago that I'll, I'll admit that I wasn't like super disappointed that we didn't get to talk about it, but yeah. now we've got a win to talk about lots of yes. other soccer news to go over. So yeah, I'm feeling really excited about podcasting again. Yeah. It's just, it's like, it's unfortunate if there's only one game that we're going to report on and it's just a loss or it's like a tie and just sporting didn't play yeah. well or something like that. Um, but yeah, we kind of set ourselves up pretty well this time. Yeah, I think so. I think we've got we've got good variety. So um, speaking of that loss, if you just want to get straight into it. Yeah, let's just get the hard part out of the way. Yes, the hard part out of the way. Okay, so we confidently predicted. I think yeah. I, I used the words, I don't see sporting winning this game, which in that sense, I was right. But I think our predictions, I said 1-1. You and I Riley think you were just being nice, no though. Like, if yes. I could read minds, which usually I can, Dave was like, we're, we're freaking losing this game. There's <laughs> yes. no question. I was trying to, that is 100% accurate. I was trying to maintain some semblance of optimism, because uh, usually mm-hmm. I'm the, the rain cloud of the group when it comes to predictions. Um, but yeah, we got hammered. It was 3-1, and uh, watching the game, it was a lot rougher than a typical 3-1 loss. Uh, Tim Melia had a night to forget. Um, so Ooh. we'll get into that. He's usually so rock solid, but yeah. What were your takeaways from this game? Yeah. So Riley and I watched it in Hilton head. Um, if you guys didn't see our Instagram at one sporting way pod, uh, Riley made us some, <laughs> not, theme- a plug. not a plug. Riley mm-hmm. made us some themed drinks. Um, and he used like different Wait, coloring. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, try it out, that Dave. So fun. Um, yeah, he had like I think I was drinking a red drink or a blue drink, and he was drinking the other. So it was on theme. It was kind of cool, and it just took away the sting of sporting not playing the best. Wait, um, you had a red drink? Is that like yeah? Because Chicago, Chicago versus uh, sporting. Why do you Why do you need their colors? It just was on blue brand. And dark blue. It, <laughs> it was, was on, on brand, brand. Dave. <laughs> Oh my goodness. You, you won't understand unless you're in marketing. Um, I, I can't believe you supported the other team. Okay, not what I said. Here's what went wrong. No one was drinking an orange drink, which is the color Tim Melia was wearing, and that's why he played <laughs> so bad. That Well, it, you weren't there, Dave. Otherwise, we would have given you an orange drink. That's true. Drink. I could have picked up the slack and had so an orange really, drink. So really, it's your fault, Dave. Yeah, that that's my there. bad. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> 
Okay, I I did write down a couple of quotes from the Chicago commentators because I thought they were so accurate and so funny. I actually didn't mind the Chicago commentators. Um, we had to watch it nice. through ESPN Plus, and they were actually like pretty unbiased. They weren't like just dragging sporting through the mud for no reason, like a lot of opposing <laughs> announcers do. So I really appreciated them. Yeah, nice. The first one was so funny. One of them said, "Sporting is void of any ideas for moving forward." <laughs> Yep. Oh my gosh. My impression of the game. (laughs) I was like, that was a line of poetry. I just wish it was about Chicago instead. Because that (laughs) that was kind of the essence of the whole game. Um, We really didn't know what we were doing on the offensive side of things. Um, It was kind of painful to watch. Like, we really just kind of seems like we were content to just defend, defend, defend the entire game. Yeah. Yeah, it was a tough one. Yeah. Another quote was. It's been fairly easy for Chicago to defend because there isn't a lot of speed up top and SKC doesn't have a player to really break down the defense. And I'm like, boy, if you guys see right through our game plan, that's what it is. (laughs) I know, seriously. But I'm like, isn't that so true? Like with all of the injuries we've had, all in Polito, just knowing he's going to be out the entire season, uh, we really like, you know, part of an offensive strategy is to kind of break down the defense and make them kind of chase a little bit and get really tired so that you can make the runs in behind. You can outrun them Mm -hmm. if you have a breakaway. And they were just the Chicago defense was kind of just sitting back, not really having much to do. Yeah. And looking at our lineup, first of all, we we went away from our 4-3-3 classic sporting formation. And I think that was just solely from a lack of warm bodies. I mean, if you look at the roster, you know, no, no Shelton, no Shallowy, no Russell. Like, who are you even putting on that front line? So instead, they did a five-three-one-one with mm-hmm. Voinovich up top and Duke right behind him. And it's like, like you said, how are you supposed to tire out the defense if you're Nikolai Voinovich? And you know you're playing 90 minutes because everyone else is You don't have anyone else. Yeah, Yeah. so you've got Cam Duke. Cam Duke's a fast guy. But again, we've basically got two attackers on the entire field. And like, yeah, it was just, it was painful to watch because there's absolutely nothing going on uh, going forward. But we did get a goal by Old Sport Espinosa. Yeah, yeah, he... (laughs) He's actually, I will say, he's looked a little bit lively going forward this season. He almost had a goal uh, against RSL. And in fact, the keeper parried it and then Shallowy almost followed it. But anyway, I'm uh, I'm skipping ahead to the fun game. But Oh, well, that's okay. I, mean, I thought it was a good goal. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't really take that many shots, but when he does, they're pretty on target. So that was, mm-hmm. that was good. I was glad he got one. Dwelling on this game a little bit longer, just even though it was painful. So just the, the game summary... Casper Shabilko scored off a mistake from Tim Melia in the 30th minute. Sheridan Shakiri converted a penalty in the 50th minute. Uh, Roger Espinoza got one back 56th minute. Uh, Hernandez got the assist. And then Shabilko, less of a egregious error by Melia, but still an error. He scored again in the 82nd minute. Um, so that was how it went. What are your thoughts on... Tim Melia's super uncharacteristic performance. <laughs> I like 99% of the time will defend a keeper's playing like to my death. Um, yeah. It's like, I know he said things in the past and I think maybe he was like saying something about this game specifically, knowing that he was going to get a lot of crap from people who maybe don't understand the soccer dynamic. Because really, if a forward makes a mistake, if they lose the ball or they 
they shoot it and it goes out of bounds, not even on target, you kind of can shake it off really quick because you know you'll get other opportunities. When Mm -hmm. a defender makes a mistake, you know, usually there's like a, the keeper can like either save it or just like they can knock it out of bounds and try to defend a corner kick later. Mm -hmm. So it's still really risky for a defender to make a mistake, but it's not the end of the world. When a keeper makes a mistake, that means the other team has scored. So, you know, it's, it's really hard to like blame it all on the keeper, which I would like never, ever do. Because it's hard. You really like don't have any room to make mistakes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's those are I kind think, of my thoughts. Like, I'm never going to just drag Tim through the mud. No, and me neither. And, and I think that sums it up pretty well. Is like every player makes mistakes. And the problem is when you're a keeper, it's, it's almost like baseball defenders. You know, it's like you are the one person interacting with the ball. It's not like on defense, someone else can cover for you. You are the one person called upon to make that play. And if you don't make the play, it's going straight on the scoreboard, you know? So it's like, and having played keeper myself, I mean, it is so demoralizing. There are a hundred percent and I am nowhere near at the level of importance of games as Tim Melia, but like, I can remember high school games where like our team lost straight up because of me and no one knew what to say. It was like this awkward thing. I felt terrible about myself and Like, it just happens. Like, if you play enough sports, you're going to make mistakes. And like you said, obviously, there were also games where we could have won if some forward hadn't shanked it. But those are, like, less memorable and, I don't know, less less painful in a way. Yeah, it's just tricky. I I do feel bad for Tim because stuff like that is really demoralizing. And you kind of just have to shake it off, especially this early in the season. Yeah, and and that's the good news, I guess, is he did get a shutout the next game. So... Yeah. Certainly no lasting effects, but that brings us to a really interesting question, and this might be my favorite one we've gotten so far because it's oh so boy. specific, and it's something I didn't really notice, but it's from Brian in Lenexa, and he says, uh, what were your thoughts on Courtney Ford's reaction to Melia's mistake on the first goal? Personally, I was not a fan. Tim is always saving our asses, and I didn't appreciate Ford making a big deal out of his mistake. And this is kind of a visual one, but if you watch that goal, Courtney Ford tries to block the shot, doesn't block it, gets through, Melia lets it go under him, and then Ford kind of like spreads his arms out in Tim's direction. And so, yeah, what were... I, I watched you watch that. So, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, thank you, Brian, for the question. Yeah, it was It was really like eagle eyes brian over here like i did not notice that at all when i was watching it live i had to go back and watch it a couple times so it's just it's hard to tell because they really only showed courtney ford's reaction for like a second or two and so he kind of was sitting on the ground he looked very frustrated at first i was thinking like oh maybe he thought it was offside and he was looking at the side ref to like throw his flag up but he didn't really look to the side yeah um he was looking directly at tim i don't know like why would he be like f you tim you should have saved that when he it's his <laughs> job to be that first row of defense and block the shot I don't know. Maybe he just threw up his hands in frustration. Like the whole situation was just frustrating for him. I hope that's the case because otherwise, Courtney Ford, that was not very nice. Yeah, and and I am biased because I am a keeper, but I was I am with Brian a hundred percent on this. I did not like this, and the reason is like you look at. We've got a little screenshot of it here, and I'm looking at. We can post three, it on Insta. Yeah, yeah. So give you the source. 
Yeah, I'll uh, I'll send it to you without the incriminating red box around Courtney Ford. <laughs> send it with the box. Just give me the yes. source. But you've got Roger Espinoza, Remy Voltaire, and Andreu Fontas in the frame. They all look extremely frustrated, but none of them are directing their frustration at Tim Melia. And that's what I don't think I liked about this. Because A, like you mentioned, I didn't think Courtney Ford played particularly well. So it's not like if Matt Beasler was still on the team and he's this club legend and he's an amazing defender and he wants to be yelling at the keeper, like showing some leadership, like, come on, let's play better. Like, it's not like that. It's like this new guy and it's like, okay, he doesn't need you to tell him that he screwed up. So in my opinion, not cool. I will also say not the end of the world. It is all speculation. Like we really don't know. (laughs) And even if he was like, oh shoot, like I probably shouldn't have done that on live TV. Like he would have said like, oh, I was just frustrated in the moment. Like let's hope, let's hope that's what it was. But yeah, interesting question. Yeah. And I also think it's probably not the end of the world. Like I'm sure they're not like still pissed at each other or anything, but well, no, especially after like the win uh, against RSL, which is a great segue. That is a great segue. Let's go to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. On to brighter, uh, brighter and better. Brighter pastures on the other side of the fence. I'm just kidding. Yeah. The sporting Casey cows. (laughs) Um, Alrighty, yeah. Well, we had some exciting stuff to talk about against RSL. I'm going to be honest. I don't think we made predictions for this game, but I did not think we were going to win because I just didn't know what our injury list was going to look like. And after the Chicago game, I was like really bummed, honestly. Yeah, I was but pretty We pulled out a 1-0 win against and, one of our biggest rivals. Yeah, and a biggest rival who was top of the Western Conference before the game. So, Oh, I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah, I didn't either until I started watching and they were mentioning it and I was like, what? Which, I mean, it way, is so early. It's hard to tell where people yeah. will end up. But I mean, RSL has always been up there, at least in the last like couple of years. Yeah. So Casey got some guys back from injury. Shallowy, Russell, and Shelton didn't start, but he was back. 2-0 and o record at home now, um, which does not feel that way. I don't know about you. Does it feel <laughs> like we have an undefeated record at home? <laughs> no, just because the only times we've... like. Both games that we've played in one at home have been 1-0 wins, which is still really rare for sporting. We we beat Houston 1-0, and we just beat RSL 1-0. And I feel like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we squeaked by both of them. <laughs> We're not a 1-0 team. <laughs> no, no. So I, I know you, you had people coming over to your house, so you only watched the first half. So why don't you give the first half synopsis and I'll give the second half synopsis. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact. I forgot that they were streaming all of these games on Twitter. So I was able to kind of watch it while people were just like chatting and hanging oh, nice. out. So I was being like antisocial while like sort of listening. That's what I've done with March Madness. Yeah. So I probably watched like maybe 70 minutes total of the game. Not bad. Yeah. First half I noticed there was like definitely high possession that is sporting's go-to just keep the ball but this time there were several moments when sporting just had really strong passes strung together like even working their way out of pressure in the defensive half and that was like amazing to me um there was like one moment where they were just like doing like one touch passing like pinging back and forth to get out of pressure and I haven't seen that in quite a while from the sporting mm-hmm. defense. Um, still not super confident in our backline to always be passing their way out of trouble like that. But I was kind of like, huh, this is, I could get used to this. Yeah. Well, I turned it on a few minutes late, and the very first image I saw was a slow motion replay 
of a oh, clear boy. 1v1 opportunity <laughs> that Tim Melia had to save. So I was kind of like, oh, crap, here we go again. Dave um, sometimes jinxes games. Like, he'll say, <laughs> we really need a goal right now. And then, like, yeah. the other team will score. That almost happened last night when we were texting about the game. Yes, it did. I was like, I would like to see. I don't remember how I phrased it, but it was something about goals. And I didn't specify a team. And, yeah, then they had that breakaway where... I mean, that was RSL's most threatening moment. Basically, they had a square ball right in front of the goal for a tap-in, and the pass was a little behind the guy, and Fontas was able to like sneak in and clear it out. But yeah, I was very, very down on us the first half. I really didn't think we were playing too great. Like We had possession, but I, just was, I was not seeing anything threatening. I was seeing some shoddy defense. I was getting really frustrated, and then it felt like to me the second half, Johnny Russell just put the team on his back, and like it was like one of those performances where he was like, "We are not losing this," and, and like <laughs> it, was, it was so cool to see because I mean he was working his tail off out there. Like they showed the, like the max speed from the GPS measurements, and he was like at mm-hmm. the very top and just making dangerous runs. And then I mean it paid off on that goal, even though it was a yeah. little lucky. One of our commentators, Jacob Peterson, who, as most of you know, played for sporting several years ago, he was kind of saying, like, with his experience on the team, they were always trying to, like, hit the highest, like, miles per hour number. Um, and he he basically said something like, you just didn't want to be the guy that had the lowest distance covered in yes. the whole game. Um, so, like, you can clearly see the ones who are, like, trying to make, like, space, trying to move, get the ball, like, make <laughs> passes. Um so that was kind of cool. They said that they were trying out some new like technology. And I was like, are we watching like football replays? Because they were like know, getting right? a little graphics, <laughs> graphics yeah. crazy. They had the like, it looked like a video game. They had this little halo thing around the person's feet. I know. Would, like, I was like, did them. the NFL give you your their software? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they broke into the ESPN truck yeah. and just grabbed a bunch of stuff. But yeah, it was funny because he made that comment about, uh, he was like, yeah, you don't want to be the person with the lowest distance. So yeah, sometimes you'll just make an extra run here and there to make sure you've got some extra distance. And then like in like the 78th minute, like Remy Voltaire just goes on a tear. That's all I could think about. I mean, he was like trying to steal it from the keeper and he's a Mm -hmm. defensive midfielder. So I thought that was funny. I mean, yeah, Remy is quickly becoming one of my favorite players and not just because we share the same name like him and Gotti Kinda, once Gotti Kinda's back in the starting after he recovers from his injury, I'm like really excited to see what's going to happen because it kind of seems like those two are just always in the right place at the right time. They can read the f- field very well. They like win almost all their tackles. They have some of the best pa- passing accuracy on the whole team. So once those two are back together, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen. Yeah, me too. I mean, can you imagine like a midfield of Kinda, Voltaire, and like either Hernandez or Duke or Espinosa. I mean, really, any of those three, I feel like those are the, like, that's the other position. But like, can you imagine? I mean, I feel like that'd be such a good midfield. Oh, yeah. I mean, even when I saw like Shallowy and Russell back in the starting lineup, I just kind of breathed <laughs> a sigh of relief. I'm like, okay, like, we have a chance. Like, I think your words were you were drooling. <laughs> probably. Yeah. I, I think I said I'm drooling at this starting lineup because that's how it's supposed to be. Like, I think sporting sometimes just gets plagued with really early preseason injuries. And so we're always kind of scrambling at the beginning of every season. I know it happened last year as well. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I think that pretty much covers the sporting games. So do you want to get into some 
Casey current. Ba-da, ba-da, ba. Whoa, dang. I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. <laughs> Do you have, I have a trivia question? I have trivia for you. That's oh, the good wow. news. The bad wow. news is it is not sporting Kansas City or even soccer related. Well, it so better I, be Survivor or Marvel or else I'm screwed. <laughs> It is very much not. So I figured since you were the only one competing, I'd just go super random. So this is March it's Madness. It's time to humiliate Remy. <laughs> it won't be that humiliating. It'll just okay. be a little bit humiliating. Oh, okay. no, I'm just kidding. Um, so this is March Madness related. Okay. So uh, as like you're asking the person who didn't even make a bracket this year. Yes, that but is what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> okay, Great. so who is the only 15 seed to ever make Saint it to the Elite Eight? Yes, nice. I do it. See, I had faith in you. <laughs> That's like the only game I've watched. So. Oh, it's so great. I had to give yeah. I could not let this whole podcast go by without giving St. Peter's a shout out cuz honestly those games have been so mm-hmm. awesome and I'm I'm so inspired by them. I think like probably 90% of the country is cheering for them at this point. Oh, absolutely. Are you going to cheer for North Carolina over St. Peter's? I mean, yes. you'd have to be a monster. But yep. yeah. So anyway, uh, what does he do the little ding at the end or the, the, he does the little, I don't uh, know. Riley, end, we miss he? you. What's All right. Your... So my name's Riley and that concludes trivia. Okay. No, I hated that. We're not even doing that. There we go. And Dave is going to quit podcasting to become a jazz musician. I'm just going to keep going until you say either ding or rough or meow. meow. There, there we go. <laughs> I We were texting earlier after the Chicago loss, and I can't remember, to be honest, I cannot remember if it was the one Sporting Way text or if it was Jack and I texting, but it was pretty much just like, Sporting sucks, we're <laughs> super down on Sporting at the time, no. and it was like... Hey, well, at least Casey Curran's tearing it up this year. So, yeah. Uh, do you want to give a quick uh, recap of the NWSL Challenge Cup so far? Um, sure. Yeah. Last thought on sporting in the Chicago game. Riley and I were so <laughs> bummed. We actually got, like, super wasted with, like, Robin, his wife. And we jumped in a pool. Um, there you go. Was it the pool with the alligator in it or was it a different pool? I wish. It was not. <laughs> um and we were very hungover. I was at least hungover the next day, and then you know had to just wait it out on the beach. So there you thank go. you, sporting. You made me hungover. <laughs> All right. So I haven't been able to watch any of the KC Current games, but the big highlight so far is that they are completely undefeated, which is amazing. It is amazing. Oh They're my two gosh! Games in. <laughs> yeah, two games in. They have one win, one tie. Preseason, like Sam Mewis, like wasn't playing for some reason. And then at this last game, their win against Chicago, Lynn Williams didn't even play, who's arguably like our top two player. I don't know if you guys saw the highlights for the goals, at least for the Casey Current versus Chicago game. But Haley Mace had like a complete rocket in the 58th minute ESPN top goals highlight yeah. for sure. Oh, it was it incredible. Was, it was way outside the box. Just like a complete rocket. It was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It was one of those where she shot it from probably a good 25 at least yards out. And it was like one of those that's still rising when it hits the net. You know, yeah. like it just has so much power. It's still like going a shooting up. star. Like it was, yes. it's really hard to score from that far out. Not only because there's a lot of distance to cover, but because if it's that far out, usually it's going to lose speed pretty quickly in the air. And the keeper has time to kind of make adjustments if needed. But this one was like fast. It was a really hard shot and it was just like perfectly executed. So 
Yeah, it was a straight up courtesy dive from Chicago's keeper on that one. <laughs> he wasn't like, I can't just watch this. I have to yeah. look like I'm actually going for it. I don't want to look like I'm not trying, but yeah, no, that was phenomenal. Yeah, well, I'm very excited to start going to some KC Current games. Yeah, it'll be fun. I mean, you guys got to watch those highlights, though, because even the second goal was pretty cool. It was, Well, it was just like even more exciting because it was in the 86th minute. And it's just like knowing that at that point, you're probably going to win. Um, so yeah, moving on, there were also some men's national team, uh, U.S. men's national team uh, qualifiers. They were a qualifier. I think they might be playing one today or maybe in the next few days against Panama, but uh, they drew nil-nil with Mexico uh, despite having a lot of injuries. Um, I didn't watch this one. I don't really know too much about it, but what I do know is the way the standings are right now, we're second to Canada. And the U.S. can clinch qualification. It's like if we win versus Panama and Costa Rica draws, or if we draw and Costa Rica loses, either of those scenarios will be officially qualified, which will be exciting. And then Canada, which I mentioned, they're in the lead. It's kind of exciting for them because they've only ever qualified for one World Cup in their entire history. At oh, least no one way. Men's World and Cup. other first in the CONCACAF standings? Yeah, now they're first, and they're pretty much, I mean, they've all but clinched it. It would take, like, a crazy string of results for them to not qualify. So I just thought, that's cool. I mean, you know, go Canada. Yeah. Getting in, getting in the World Cup. So, yeah, that's exciting. That is exciting. I can't even name one Canada player, probably. Um, Kyle Laren. I think that's the only one I can name. Yeah, I but don't know him. Only because I want to say, I mean, he used to be, like, one of the MLS top dogs. That's the only reason I know him. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you anything about his, like, Canada stats. Yeah. But... Yeah, so do, are you ready for your new segment? Which, by the way, yeah. Remy's got a new segment. She's new excited. New segment. I'm excited. <laughs> it's called Stolen Stats with Remy. We need Ooh. like we need like a little. You have um, a jingle. <laughs> I know. I'm. I was just gonna say we need like a jingle, like a crime, like FBI kind of detective thing. Stolen Stats with Remy. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I stole I the stats that like Sporting or MLS or whoever's posting, and then I just say them on our podcast. So that's what this is. All right. What stats did you steal this week? And when you say stole, you just mean like because Sporting published them? It could have been researched stats with Remy, but that just the, the alliteration's not there. Neither is the drama. Um, so a couple of a couple of cool things happening with some of our current and former players. Roger Espinoza, as of the RSL game, made his 300th career start with Sporting. Tim Melia made his 200th regular season appearance at the RSL game as well. So yay, Tim! Yeah, and it's honestly crazy to me that Tim Melia has been around that long. You know, honestly, like- I thought it would be like higher than that. Oh, really? I, I don't really well I don't really remember anything about him before he came on to sporting to you well I mean I know that he was like the pool goalkeeper like he like worked for MLS not for a team that's right oh my gosh I totally forgot about that because we kind of brought him on because we needed a keeper super bad because like Jimmy was hurt or out or something and well he had retired so he had retired and we had um oh, oh my gosh we had Eric, Eric Cronberg. Cronberg. And the other guy, who I can't believe I'm forgetting his name, Grunebaum. That's what it is. Andy Grunebaum. I don't even know who that is. He was the backup to Eric Kronberg, and they both got injured, and then we brought in Tim Melia, and the rest is history. Last stolen stat. 
And this is like not meant to be punny, but that's just how I wrote this in the notes. Stolen stat number three, Zussi steals the SKC <laughs> all-time minutes lead over Matt Beasler uh, with a total of 30,430 30, minutes in a sporting uniform. Yay. That was stolen stats with Remy. We'll and see if we do it again. We'll just have a little bit of silence so that we, when we come back in and post, we can put some cool audio there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wish um, <laughs> I don't have those kind of skills. Well, to kind of wrap it up, we do have a couple more news little blurbs, Dave. Uh, Aurelian Colin, or as some would say, Aurelian Colin, um, he retired a two time MLS All Star. He made the best 11 in 2020. Is that right? That is so late in his career. I'm so impressed. But anyway, yeah, won the 2012 Open, uh, US Open Cup with Sporting. 2013 MLS Cup with Sporting, and he was actually the MVP of that game. So, my question to you is, and I think we probably have the same one. Oh, it was 2012 is- best 11. My bad. Okay, that makes so much more sense. I was like, man, I didn't realize he was killing it that late in his career. Typos yes. with Remy. <laughs> Dave's changing segment. it in the notes. <laughs> it's our. It's a less popular segment, but it still might have a future. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, what's your favorite Aurelian Colan memory? Uh, I mean, honestly, it's like all of 2013, like starting with the playoffs. He was like one of our like strongest backbones of that roster. And I just like had all the confidence in the world that we were going to take it all the way that year because we had him in our starting 11. Yeah. As far as center back pairings, I mean, him and Graham's or him and uh, Beasley, wow. <laughs> him and Matt Beasley <laughs> that year. I mean, that is about as solid as we've ever yeah, had. Like, Jimmy as keeper. Yeah, maybe one of those years with Beasler and Ike Oparo was like comparable, but like, I mean, those two were solid, solid, solid. So yeah, we just pretty much never had to worry about our defense. It was so weird. Like sporting was like the, not boring, but the like solid team that like you knew the game was going to be low scoring. It was so good. But yeah, I think my number one standout moment is that he scored the equalizer in that MLS Cup final off the corner kick. So, yeah, just when I picture, you know, Aurelian Kalan, it's like ex- etched in my memory of him, you know, rising up for that header and it sneaking in at the back post. So, yeah, congrats to him on a great career. Did he um did he take a PK? Yeah, I think so I'm pretty sure he converted his PK if I remember correctly. All right, here we go. Classic full match. Awesome. Okay, it is awesome that this exists online. I did not know the entire match was online on MLS's official channel. Okay, wow. I'll have to watch it. It was so funny. You just reminded me. After Sporting lost to Chicago last week, um, Riley, Robin, and I were so depressed about it that we like typed in on YouTube, like, Sporting KC all goals of 2021 and it actually just made us more sad because like all of our top (laughs) goal scorers of 2021 have been out to injury or they were like they're gone so they're off the team yeah Yeah. that actually would make me sad i also just now had the traumatic experience of reliving lawrence olam's penalty from that shootout and it was it was a true catastrophe, so I don't recommend looking at it. <laughs> Colin put it to the keeper's left, and it went in. So great, you so can sleep right. well at at night just as he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ripped his MLS career. It was amazing. 
We will miss you. All right, last bit of sporting news. Matt Beasler is coming home uh, to serve as the 2022 Blue KC Sporting Samaritan Ambassador. So he kind of led that program when he was uh, on the team for the last like several years. Um, he would like reach out to the nominations of like different teachers or educators or just people doing really cool things in the community and uh, honor them at sporting games and just kind of highlight some of the cool people doing cool things in Kansas City. So he's back home. So I'm sure we'll see him around at more sporting games in the future. Well, Dave, where can people find us? I believe that they can find us on Instagram which is an app that you download to your phone and then they can search one sporting at one sporting way pod and they'll find us. And there's tons of really great content on there. So uh, yeah, check out everything Remy's posting. It's really good. Wow. You killed it. That was awesome. Where can people send us fan questions or beer recommendations? So yeah, if you have questions or comments, uh, you can just message those to us either on Instagram or at uh, onesportingwaypod at gmail.com. Either one is awesome, and we love to hear from you guys. Yeah, just to wrap up, we want to say again, thank you so much to everyone who's been listening, sharing our content, telling their friends about One Sporting Way. We definitely couldn't do it without you guys. So thank you. Thank you so much for being our fans and our listeners. Um, yeah. I I don't know how Riley does this so smoothly. He just but says something, something, one sporting way. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it just like comes so naturally to him. It really um, does. I don't know how he does the segues. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you next week down here at One Sporting Way.